Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Darren and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rahapa podcast. I am your host, Taryn Armstrong, and today I am joined by Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm good. It's Big Brother season, and you're still here. We still have your full focus for American Ninja Warrior. I'm so happy. Full 100% uh, holy moly focus. Yes. Uh, we got many tweets. Some Some might say several. <laughs> about holy moly i didn't watch the episode of holy moly <laughs> you didn't no. <laughs> i was prepared to talk holy moly Wait, really i mean i watched the episode oh no i didn't watch it i have been working um almost every night this week except last night which was big brother and the amazing race finale and the democratic debate mm, it was a lot I, i'm sure you watched the entirety of the debate yes i definitely definitely did yeah if there's one thing people look to Taryn armstrong for it's political guidance of course. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I, I can give you I can give you a quick spoiler alert on Holy Moly. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> was it better or worse than uh, Million Dollar Mile? It was better than Million Dollar Mile, okay. which was really terrible. Yeah, but this think... was pretty terrible. Do you think it'll get a second episode? It'll get a second episode, I'm sure. I don't know. Didn't Million Dollar Mile only was canceled after the pilot? <laughs> Did they not even get the second episode? I have no idea. Didn't Candy Crush only have one episode? I... No, no, Candy Crush had a few episodes. Oh, okay. It just only had one of the CBS Titans <laughs> on it. Got it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was not, it was not good. We, I mean, uh, we, we, you, you have to promise the audience that we'll do uh, a quick little segment at the end of the next podcast about Holy Moly. Oh, this is how you get out of doing a podcast about it. Okay. No, I well, look, <laughs> if you had watched it, then who knows? What? If we would have scheduled a separate podcast for it. If I had known I was no, it's, to it's it. gonna, it's gonna be a segment okay. at the end of a Ninja Warrior podcast because there's no way I can talk for more than like five <laughs> minutes about this show. Okay. It'll be a bonus feature. We'll start a Patreon just for the two of us for people to get holy moly coverage. Yes. I will watch it before we record the next episode. All right. Well, we are here to talk about, uh, episode four of the American Ninja Warrior season 11 and we are in Seattle. Here. We're in Seattle, Tacoma in an indoor stadium. And I don't know why, I guess, because it's really rainy there. 
Yeah, it was it was weird that they I like I immediately noted that like they're inside like this is a very strange vibe. Um, I I guess I guess I quickly got used to it, but uh, it was definitely weird. I don't like was it a weather thing? I don't know. Well, it would have to be like something that they originally planned to do because they can't just build that course inside. So I guess for them, it was like, well, it rains so much in Seattle that we should just plan for it to be indoors so we don't have to cancel it. But also like. I don't know. They had a Pittsburgh episode. It rains just as much in Pittsburgh as it does in Seattle. Um, and also you would think like, um, American Ninja Warrior is on like 24 seven. I don't know if you know this. It's, uh, in reruns like all the time. So if there's ever not a sports game on while I'm bartending, I just put on old episodes of American Ninja Warrior and I was watching a Denver episode. It was 33 degrees outside and people <laughs> could see their breath and like they must have known that that was going to happen. So it's weird that just now they're doing this indoors. Maybe they don't usually have the opportunity. Maybe. I don't know. Or the budget or whatever. It's probably more expensive to rent out this space than it is to have like than to just build their course outside. Yeah. Well, we have uh, a course here in Seattle, uh, starting with the shrinking steps, of course, and then uh, a new obstacle called the lunatic ledges. Uh, And I actually like this one. Uh, I actually liked most of the new obstacles. In fact, uh, and by most, I mean both of the two new obstacles. Um, uh, I, they basically for this one have to, uh, uh like again, swing across uh, a thing to, uh, you know, this sort of center piece, uh, which is like a platform with a handle and then they have to sort of shimmy around to the other side of it. It's like a board. Um, and then swing across that and, uh, and, and like not swing across it, but like it has to be swinging because if you get caught there without the momentum, then you're screwed apparently. Uh, but then dismount on the other side. Um, I don't like the name because it's too easily interchangeable with the crazy cliffhanger. <laughs> Lunatic ledges and crazy cliffhanger are just both synonyms for each other. That's true. That's true. Uh, next up is the barrel roll, which I really liked. Yes, I- um, where you again, you 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 go and you hold on to like a handle on a on a barrel, a uh, big big barrel, and you have to swing. And it's actually difficult to swing on this swingy barrel um, because it's like normally if you're just like swinging on something that has a short range of motion, then it's, it's similar enough to just like swinging on a bar that you're very used to controlling your body and like your swing. But this is a lot has a a, a much wider range of motion. And so uh, you can't just like swing the way you normally would. So you can really get off rhythm very easily if you're, if you're not careful. Um, And so you swing, uh, you know, from this big, big barrel uh, to another barrel with big handles. I like these big handles. They have to climb up essentially. Um, And they don't have to, they don't even have to do like weird things like only use your hands. Like they can just climb up, which is fun. And then they grab another big swinging barrel and they have to drop from that and swing across. And basically most people would get enough momentum from this if they were able to hold on to the initial drop, where if they let go on the initial swing from the drop, that they would fly over the, uh, the dismount area, which was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. We saw some really messy landings from this, even from like the pros. Yes. Like Jesse Graf was not able to land this gracefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Then we get the broken bridge, which is uh, your, you know, typical run over the things uh, without falling. Uh, It was like a series of boards um, obstacle. And then we get lightning bolts, 
which is the obstacle where you are holding onto a bar and you have to uh, like jump the bar from, uh, you know, this ledge that is on, uh, you know, a tilty thing. <laughs> and uh, and you have to jump it to the other edge, which will fall and then jump to the next one and so on and so forth. Uh, it requires a lot of technical uh, skill and precision, which a lot of people did not have. Um, and it ends and then, up on TV looking sort of like a horizontal salmon ladder, which I like because yeah, it's bit. the same idea of like the precision and you can do the same thing that happens on the salmon ladder sometimes where like one of the bars gets uneven and then you have to correct it. Yes. So uh, then we get to the warped wall uh, slash the mega wall. Uh, this course to me seemed very much uh, very like uh, it's all about the lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Like Most people were just getting to the lightning bolts and then it was like are you actually good or did you just get through these obstacles? I don't know. The barrel roll had some, some grip strength challenges with that momentum. It did. Uh, You know, if you were, if you were not good at grip strength, then you might go out at the barrel roll. Uh, But uh, you really, you know, once you get to the lightning bolts, it's like, this is the true test. Wow. Calling Megan Martin, not good because she couldn't get through the lightning bolts. (laughs) SMH, Taryn. Well, because again, for for the record here, uh, everybody that qualified got to the lightning. Like the lightning bolts were the cutting off point here, Um, including including with the women's rule. Yes, yes, everybody. Yeah, this was a good episode for that because the women really showed up, and it's not like somebody who fell in the third obstacle qualified. Yes, uh, I'm sure we will be talking about this, but the field of women in this uh, city was ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't think they planned for that because there were some huge surprises. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, just right away, Jesse Graff and Megan Martin in the same field when, you know, two women go through outside of the top 30. Uh, Like, like, because even if they are, even if Megan and Jesse are both in the top 15 or whatever it is for the city finals, like no other women can qualify. Yeah, that's uh, completely true. Yeah, that's totally true. And especially like if you're making how many qualifying cities are there? Like five? five or six yeah, like five or six yeah so if you're making a list of the top five or six women it seems like you would want to put each one of them in a different city and megan right. and jesse are so easily like in perhaps the top three because we don't have casey anymore yes um, so it seems so- like you would want to split up them Alyssa, jesse lebrec and barclay Yes. Uh, so, you know, those two alone make this a very stacked field mm-hmm. for the women. Uh, but then you also get people like Rose Wetzel, who's going to start us off here. Um, and she her package was about uh, her training while pregnant. This is insane. Like <laughs> <laughs> she ran a half marathon while she was pregnant. Uh, very. I've, I don't think I've ever seen this in my life. What a pregnant woman, like a running? very pregnant person, like working out <laughs> like that. No, you know what? That's not true. I saw Christmas from Big Brother did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I like that she acknowledged that, like, this isn't something that everybody is able to do. Like, she was saying, like, I don't know, while I was pregnant, like, I just wanted to keep running. I know it's not for everybody. And it wasn't a thing of, like, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you should stop running half marathons. Like, you can do it because, like, some people's bodies can't handle that. 
I can't run a half marathon and I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And she was like very yeah. pregnant in these videos. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, the, this week, was not like, the week that I was due, I was in like a yeah. sprinting race. Um, so that's, that was interesting. She's incredible. Women are amazing. I mean, Serena Williams won a Grand Slam title while pregnant. Not this there pregnant, you but you know. <laughs> Well, see, she seemed in trouble uh, immediately on the lunatic ledges uh, that her it seemed like her grip strength just wasn't there, which is actually surprising to me. Like, that seems like the one thing that you could train really well while pregnant, like especially uh, like training hanging like you've got a bunch of extra weight to like train your grip. Yeah, but grip strength isn't really her thing anyway, right? Because she's yeah. a Spartan racer. So, yes. I mean, it's just something that like isn't necessarily her best wheelhouse. Yes. So, uh she does manage to get through the lunatic ledges and then uh she does the floss. Oh, right. Yeah. She's the floss dance and then they cut to one kid doing it in the audience <laughs> and Matt is like, "She's got the whole crowd doing it." Um my benefit of the doubt to Rose Wetzel is that this was filmed like nine months ago, at least, right? When the floss was still a thing. I mean, the floss is still a thing. Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> it's. Ju- I think it's just as much a thing now as it was nine no, months ago. No, it's like a lame thing now. It was, it was a lame no, thing nine I months know, ago. No, I know, but it's like, I don't know. It's like when parents start saying slang, you know, and then you're like, uh, it's it's just like so stupid now. I feel like, I feel like, like, uh... I feel like two years ago you could do the floss without it being like two years ago. It was. I feel like that's. Is it that old? I think that's it. I feel like it is. I feel like its peak popularity was in like October of last of 2018. When was the Katy Perry SNL performance? Because that was like the the big thing. Backpack Kid. 2017. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like, I, I just, I like, I see kids doing this just out in the wild all the time. Ew, when do you see kids? <laughs> like if, like if literally it was the, the other day I was at a mall and there was a kid just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you know how to do it? I mean, I, I know how to do it. I don't think I've done it, but I like, I know how to do it. It's not intuitive. Um, I'm sure if I tried, it would like be embarrassing for a good 30 seconds and then I'd, and then, <laughs> then, I'd, figure it out. then I'd figure it out and then it would be embarrassing still. Right. Yeah. Just for a different reason. Um, but, uh, there, there you go. Uh, she does, she does the floss <laughs> and, um, then she gets onto the barrel roll and, uh, again, just like grimacing uh, with the, with, I guess, holding on with the grip strength and really just struggles here and uh, eventually goes down. Yeah. But she's still super adorable and she has a six pack after having a baby. Yes. So I'm happy that she got to be on TV. Yeah. It, I, it was when they, they cut from Rose Wetzel with like washboard abs. To Rose Wetzel, extremely pregnant, working out, and then back to Rose Wetzel. <laughs> where I was like, what's their special effect budget again? I'm just, <laughs> just making sure. Uh, all right. So next up was Ryan Phillips, who is the lead guitarist for the band Story of the Year. Yeah, this seems like your kind of band. Do you know who they are? 
I actually do know who they are. Uh, it was really funny, though, because I was not a listener to them, I guess, in their prime because they only talked about how they were a big band in the 2000s. Uh, I actually recently stumbled across them. I knew of them, but I was never like a, a, a fan of uh, of them. Uh, but I, I've i only listened to their most recent album from 2017. It was pretty good. OK, great. So uh, seven out of ten. Does uh, their calling him a rock star hold up? Yeah, I mean, I think they were pretty, you know, they were big enough, uh, you know, as like this, you know, kind of pop punk kind of band. Yeah, they're a band that I feel like I have definitely heard of, but mm-hmm. couldn't tell you anything about them. And I looked them up on Spotify and like they are legit. They have enough streams. Yeah. To, to not <laughs> they, yeah. be like. <laughs> yeah. They are they are a legitimate right. band in the scene, but like uh, in this scene, like the most legitimate bands are still like not rock stars, really. I mean, like you know, they have success, but like a lot of, I mean, especially nowadays, a lot of these, like a lot of the biggest, like post hardcore pop punk bands, uh, like they still have day jobs sometimes. Like, yeah, we're, we're post blink One Eighty Two and, uh, those kinds of bands becoming A-listers. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure they found a lot of success and, uh, and, you know, they definitely are a name that I think, uh, a decent amount of people would recognize, especially if you uh, listen to this kind of music. But um, you know, they're they're not Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, well, you know who is? I actually don't like Blink One Eighty Two. I don't like Blink One Eighty Two at all. People <laughs> always assume that I do because I love Green Day, um, yeah. and I I don't. I just love Green Day and early Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. I mean, there's not a ton of like similarity, I think, between Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two. I think people generally associate them with each other. Um, for yeah, like the scenes are made, like the, the fan bases are maybe a little similar. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I listened to their most recent album and I thought it was it was good. It was fun. Okay, Karen, stamp of approval, seven out of ten. Uh, I did. I did mark down here. Uh, I think this is uh, the exception to the licensed music rule because it's his music. Oh yes, no, this doesn't count. Um, but uh, I, I, he was great on the course in terms of just like he was really fun to watch. It, it was obvious to me that he has been a performer for a, a very long time mm-hmm. because uh, he was just very clearly having fun out on the course, uh, like really like uh, just like an entertaining run. I felt like, um, and he he does he gets all the way to the lightning bolts before he goes down. Yeah, does he qualify? Uh, let's see here, Ryan Phillips. I don't think he did. Yeah, those lightning bolts, man, had to be fast. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. You can't uh, you can't be entertaining to the crowd if you want yeah. to uh, <laughs> qualify on this course, at least. Um, all right. So next up was Rob Jermakian. Jermakian. Okay. Um, yes, this is, uh, he was a beer maker who went flat oh, on the lunatic ledges. This was the montage that had. A real, real chasm between how much I liked the people in it. It had my favorite person ever who is a beer maker with a giant beard. And then it had a cop who trains dogs to be cops. And... (laughs) And the Boy Scout Ninja. Trains dogs to be cops. That's what he does! He takes my favorite thing, a pure, innocent dog, he trains them to be violent. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just imagining like protests against uh dog cops, cops that are only dogs yes. yeah. we need we need to have cameras attached to these dogs at all times honestly 
uh, I'm going to get some people in my mentions. Um, all right. Well, the uh, Clover Street was his name. The dog trainer who could not handle the barrel roll. Mm hmm. Then uh, then we did have Eagle Scout uh, Jackson Meyer, who uh, was very, very quick. And they said his lightning quick pace ended him on the lightning bolts. Is he still eating squirrels? I, I don't know. They didn't. They, he was montaged. Uh, he was the fastest to the lightning bolts, though. So he will qualify for the city finals. Great. I'm sure we'll get a package about whatever roadkill he's eating. In the yes, uh, we also got a Shana Na for Jackson Meyer. Oh, I didn't, I didn't jot that one down. Uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta have an ear for I it. Know. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be able sometimes to make up any Shana Na count you want. You just, so, you know, you, you, with the Shana Nas, you know, you, you just, you either have it or you don't. <laughs> you know, don't be rude. Um, all right, next up was race car driver McKenna Haas. Yeah, or Hossie, I think Hossie. Um, the, the gist that I got from this package is why would you do this sport? Yes, was oh my god, <laughs> she has been injured countless times, and she's racing in these cars that are like they look like they're made out of paper, and they look like, like golf carts. Surely, there's a safer way to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not regular race car racing. It's tiny race car that just like is asking to be burst into flames on these turns. Um, and I guess she's very good at it. But as we know, um, race car drivers make the best ninjas ever. The best. There's yeah. no exceptions. Uh, they've always made it to the third Oscar. <laughs> I don't think even that's true. No, but they've only ever made right, it to right, the third right. obstacle. Yes. Um, so uh, she did, she actually did all right. I mean, she went, uh, you know, the lunatic ledges, most people, they would swing once and then come back and then swing again when they usually, they didn't need to, you usually had enough momentum on your first swing to make the transition, but it's, it was a little, it's a little scary. Yeah. But, uh, we're talking about a uh, race car driver here who uh, has injured herself a lot. Uh, she had no hesitation. She just immediately went across uh, on the lunatic ledges, um, barely managed to hold on to the barrel roll. But then as she climbed up the barrel roll and went for the, uh, the downswing, she used a switch grip and one of her hands fell off, which spun her around and she fell. Yeah, but she's used to spinning around into chaos and, and blowing up. Yeah, and blowing up. Uh, apparently, she's groundbreaking in whatever the sport is called. You know, they said that, but they they, they didn't mention any wins. I No, I think that there was a clip of an announcer being like, McKenna Hasi becomes the first woman to win this, uh, the thing. Okay. The shock car thing. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It was like sprint, maybe? Oh, sprint car. Yeah. All right. Well, next up was Kenneth Edwards. Who, uh, who was the, uh, walk on? Yes. And he is. He came all the way from New York. Yeah. They're like, here's the person that came the furthest. And I was like, isn't Nick Hansen here? I guess I have no idea how far away Alaska is from Washington. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's closer hmm. than, than New York. Yeah. Seems that way. I don't know. Just based on my knowledge of looking at globes. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could Google it, but are we going to? No. Okay. Um, so, uh, 
so yes, uh, Kenneth Edwards. He's uh, I really enjoyed watching him. He was so happy to be there. Yes, that's why we Just, love walk-ons. Joy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did get more Fortnite dances. What are Fortnite dances? The f- the floss. The floss came from Fortnite. Oh, the video game. Yeah. Okay. What what are other Fortnite? Well, dances? it wasn't even come from it. it. Was it was it was heavily featured in Fortnite? But it was like that's why kids do it because they play Fortnite and they're like, oh, do the floss. What other dances are in Fortnite? I don't. Whichever one. Uh, I think Akbar said, uh, "Oh, he's doing a Fortnite dance." Oh, I didn't see it. You can mm. believe it. I've never played Fortnite. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Fortnite is like the most popular game ever and it's just children it's just children play fortnite all the time um what is the premise of that one it's like it's a battle royale game oh, oh right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah okay I, I i do know what this is um but it's it's it, i think one of the main reasons is is that it's free so children don't have to use a credit card what um, um what platform is it for uh, PC, Xbox, uh, all of them, I think. Okay, it's not like on a computer. Well, it can be. Okay, I don't know how video games work. Um, but yes, uh, so you know they, they've got dances and you know all that stuff. So uh, he, it was this, this episode filled with Fortnite dances. Okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna know what any of them are. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, he says Geronimo. Why? On uh, <laughs> on the barrel roll. Okay. Um, no, this is fun to watch because, like, we are at this point in American Ninja Warriors so saturated with people who just, like, spend their entire day training for ninja that it's really fun to see a natural. Yes. And he nails, gets nailed on the dismount for the barrel oh, roll. Oh, yeah. He looks Geronimo. like he should have broken his back. Yes. Uh, yeah. It looks like he should be paralyzed. Yeah. Um, but he did eventually run out of grip strength on the lightning bolts. But this, like, this is the kind of run I like to see because he had no package. I mean, they showed like a clip of him getting called in the walkout online. But right. beyond that, no package. Just I came to like him just based on how he ran the corpse. Mm-hmm. He was just so excited and happy and he was having so much fun. I was just like, I like this guy. I don't need to see, you know, why, you know, every tragic event that's ever happened to him in his past to relate to him or to like him. I just like liked watching him run. And that's why I like him. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have to waste time. <laughs> Yes, uh, most of the show is a huge waste of time. Um, yeah, no, charisma and enthusiasm is infectious. Yeah. All right, so then we had, uh, of course, another montage here with uh, the uh, Jeremy uh, Taiwo, Taiwo, uh, who was an Olympic decathlete, and he went out on the lightning bolts. We had Jackie uh, Ellers. Who uh, who went out on the barrel roll, and then Michael Larley, who went out on the lightning bolts. Uh, was there anything notable about any of them? No. Great. Then we had Sandy Zimmerman, who is a, a mom. Uh oh. <laughs> she's a mom. Uh oh. Wait, we got music. Karen, is there some kind of stat about moms in the warped wall? You know, now that you mention it, I feel like for some reason, I feel like I know something of that there, no mom has ever hit a buzzer. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. That's just like a random fact that's just in the back of my brain. It's so strange how that's all of a sudden such a big deal. 
in the last two episodes, they've had a mom get to the warp wall and not go up it. Yeah. Uh, and she has licensed music that's uh, that did not come from her own band. Oh, well, you don't know. Maybe she has a whole double life. Did you know what the song was? No. So there you go. How do you know? I know. Okay. Well, she's great. Uh, yes. Uh, she is very clean through the course, all the way through the lightning bolts, makes it up the wall on her second try. The music comes back and I'm the first mom <laughs> to do it. Yes. Uh, do you think she was aware of that stat before like she showed up there for the day? I think th- she might have been, you know, like um, she-, she definitely seemed excited about it. Like it almost seemed to me. Like, like she made a big deal of it. And then so like they oh. then retrospectively asked the other woman who was a mom the question, do you care about being the first mom? Yeah, she probably Clayton. she probably yeah. already wasn't the first mom up the warp wall at that point uh, yeah. because they already knew it happened. But they were just setting it up for this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, this really warmed my icy heart. Um, we haven't had like uh, a big shocking woman this season yet. Um, like someone who kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I I messaged her on Instagram saying that I was very emotional during her run. It's just like I do a podcast about this show, and like a lot of the time I get really jaded. But this really like this really touched me. I also asked her if she was Jewish. She's not. Her last name. By the way, are you Jewish? Her last name is Zimmerman. It's. Uh, I know that. How awkward is it to answer no to that question, though? <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. No, I it was in a, a whole series of other messages. I was like, <laughs> also Zimmerman sometimes is a Jewish last name, and like I was just wondering. And then also like you know this this run was really amazing. Your inspiration, um, you know, it wasn't just like P.S. Um, anyway. Uh, I know that I know that it's an awkward question, but we get very little Jewish representation on American Ninja Warrior, and it's important to me. And uh, I know that Zimmerman is sometimes just German, but it was it was uh, Bob Dylan's real last name. Oh, there you go. And he changed it because it sounded too Jewish. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> the sixties were a time. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. We have another montage starting with Michelle from Survivor. What? Yes. Wait, which Michelle? Dragon, Dragon Lady Michelle. I don't know who this is. Oh, oh my God. From uh, Millennials versus yeah, Gen X. The, the like hippie girl. Yeah. Yeah. She loved the Bible. And, and dragons. Truly, really, what is her last name? 
It's it's Michelle Michelle Schubert. Oh yeah, but then yeah, yeah. On on the, on American Ninja Warrior, I don't know. Maybe she got married or something. They said Michelle Schubert Clausen. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. How'd she do? Uh, well, she went out. She was burned. The dragon lady was burned by the lunatic ledges. Uh, so not particularly well. How um, how was her thing? Not oh, I guess because it's a different network. Yeah. Her thing. Uh, we, this is, I believe, the third survivor to compete on American Ninja Warrior. We got Ozzy and, and Frosty. Uh, Frosty. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I don't. I don't remember any other ones. No. I was. Not, wow. I totally missed that. Did she look I've, different? I mean, she was dressed as a dragon, so that oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes, okay. I now remember this montage. <laughs> um, but I had heard that she was going to be on the show, and I for- completely forgot about it. Mm. And then, uh, like, the montage was running, and they were like, "It's Dragon Lady Michelle," and I was like, "That's weird." Uh, I was like, wait a minute. I feel like it's way more likely that we get somebody from American Ninja Warrior on Survivor at some point, just because there's so many people on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I mean, we have three people from Survivor on American Ninja Warrior and zero American Ninja Warriors on Survivor. I know. So. I feel like uh, uh, Ninja Natalie might be might be in the reality <laughs> TV circuit now. I don't. I don't think Survivor is going to take from the MTV pool. But MTV took from the Big Brother pool. Well, sure, but <laughs> it hasn't gone the other way. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. So Michelle went out on the lunatic and, and it was funny too, because they were like, she's a roller derby competitor. <laughs> like that is definitely the most interesting thing about oh my her. God, I didn't recognize her at all. Uh, next was 50, uh, 50 years old. Tom Schnee was, uh, one of the oldest competitors of the night, uh, who went out on the barrel roll. And then uh, Nick Hansen went out uh, on the lightning bolts. His first time failing a qualifying course in the last four seasons. He's still qualified, though, right? I think he did. Uh, he did. Yeah. Yes. He was the second fastest to the lightning bolts after Jackson Meyer. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that he and Grant McCartney aren't buddies anymore now that Grant McCartney is buddies with Jake Murray. Yeah. You know, sometimes people just have better and cooler friends that give them more airtime. <laughs> Maybe. Is Jake Murray better and cooler than Nick Hansen? Well, he certainly gives him more airtime. So, yeah, that's true. Maybe Nick Hansen should have a corn dog. I mean, one of these people were put in a montage and one of them was highlighted. So, uh, yeah, this, this show that. loves Jake Murray. Uh, next up was Austin Gray who last year had a very successful rookie season where he uh, was recently coming off of a kidney donation to a close friend of his. And he went all the way to stage two, which they did not mention. They, they <laughs> Again, it was like had one kidney. They mentioned that he failed the qualifying course <laughs> and he wanted redemption. Uh, they did not mention that he made it all the way to stage two in Vegas. They didn't want to set the expectations too high. Yes, um, but he does end up slipping on the broken bridge and he's out. And I was, oh, that, that hurt. Yeah, I do love that they treat only having one kidney as if it's like a major physical disability. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he did it with only one kidney. Like, I don't think you can, I don't think that actually hurts your uh, athletic ability. How is it possible? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I have both kidneys, not to brag. Um, oh, wow. But- I mean kidney privilege yeah well how many kidneys do you have taryn i mean look i don't like to brag that's i I don't think this is relevant to the conversation i don't need to like be flaunting my number of kidneys around you're so healthy you have three (laughs) 
look, look, let's let's move on from kidneys. <laughs> we don't want to make any, you know, people without kidneys feel uncomfortable or less than. No, they're better than because they donate them, probably. They're, they're missing a kidney. They're less selfish than us. See, now you're making people who have lost kidneys feel even worse because when they didn't donate, they're like, oh, man, now I'm I'm less a kidney and I I didn't even do it on purpose. Oh, my God. You're framing me. Look, this is all your words. This is a pro any number of kidney podcast. All right. If you say so. Next was Alex Ferreira, uh, who went out on the lunatic ledge. I think she, uh, I think uh, he he was uh, another Olympic athlete. Uh, oh yeah, he was the he was the uh, the skier guy. He threw his goggles. Maybe if there's nothing memorable enough about you that we can't remember, if you are a man or a woman, uh, you need to at least not have an androgynous name. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Um, then, uh, Sarah Shoback oh, her. was up again, another like <laughs> fairly big, uh, female name in the, uh, the American Ninja Warrior world. Um, but she ends up going out on the lunatic ledges, unfortunately. Yeah. If you were on team Ninja Warrior, you're a big enough name. Yes. Uh, then we get to Jake Murray, who, uh, was featured. Of course, here. Um, and he comes out in a straight jacket. Yeah, he and Grant do a comedy sketch. Yeah, big, big sketch here. Yeah. And he rips off the, the straight jacket and he's wearing like tie dye. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't like these. Uh, he, you know, because again, like this is this is the opposite for me of uh, of Kenneth Edwards who there was no package, no fanfare, but he was just so fun to watch mm-hmm. on on the actual course. Jake Murray it was, for this run at least, was the opposite, where he was like big fanfare, big sketch at the beginning, but just had a very kind of straightforward, uh, he was playing it safe kind of run. Um, he wasn't even going for speed. Finger guns in the air. Oh boy. What a personality. Um, you know, and, and not that I fault him for playing it safe, right. but this was a very, very played it safe kind of run. Um, gets through. He did ultimately have a, a very a fast time. Um, but, uh, but he was, you know, he was taking extra swings. He was, you know, giving himself some time. Uh, it did not seem like he was really gunning for, uh, the, the top speed, uh, time thing. Yeah. And he didn't go for the mega wall, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, whatever. Good for him. Yes. So next up was uh, Ryan Rowland Smith, who was a, a pitcher. And Akbar says, hey, see, pitchers are athletes, too. Are they? But I was just like, who says pitchers aren't athletes? <laughs> They're literally in one of the most popular sports in America, at the very least. Sports keyword there. I also don't think that anybody is like looking at a baseball field and is like, uh, everybody's putting in work except the pitcher. What does that guy do? Man, I wish they would get some actual athletes to pitch. (laughs) Yeah, like I know that baseball isn't the most athletic sport, but I don't think anybody's going to accuse the pitcher of being the least athletic. (laughs) This seemed to me like Akbar 
was like this was uh what is it uh, it's like the opposite of a humble brag because it's like a uh compliment that's actually insulting you what's the word for it backhanded this was a backhanded compliment Mm -hmm. to me from akbar this was akbar being like I, as a real athlete, football player, uh, am going to deign to uh, be you know what? See, guys, pitchers are athletes, too, implying that the they're really considered not to be athletes and that he is gracious enough <laughs> to consider them to actually really be athletes. Um, how did this guy do? I uh, did not do. Well. So are pitchers really athletes? He went out on the lunatic ledges. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe Akbar was on to something. Yes. All right. Then we got John Stewart, uh, another of the older competitors. He is uh, he has the record for oldest uh, person to finish a qualifying course. And apparently he said that this was his final season as a ninja. And uh, I was like, oh, bo- oh, boy, that's that's not great because he's montaged and uh, really just, uh, just the worst possible kind of ending. He went out on the second obstacle uh, stuck in no man's land with no momentum. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if this is actually his last season. Yeah, that, like if I said, hey, this is going to be my last season and then I go out like that, then I'm like, so JK. this next one is going to be my last season. Yeah. Um, also, I would just like to point out that they have the Seattle Mariners mascot here, and it's a moose, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Because a mariner has nothing to do with meese. There are no moose-i in the ocean. <laughs> way too many attempts at moose. <laughs> there are none of them in the ocean. Mariners never see mice. Is <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. Um, mice have never been... <laughs> They okay. Imagine if the rhyme of the ancient mariner, instead of a being about an albatross, was about a moose. Okay, it's just silly. It doesn't make any sense. There's no moose in the ocean. Seafarers do not see them, and I'm taking a stand on this. Oh boy! All right. Well, my advice to John Stewart. <laughs> I thought we were is... done. Sorry, with John Stewart. <laughs> my advice to John Stewart is. Don't announce that you're going to retire ahead of time unless you really, really mean it. And you're somebody like that, that they're going to do like a big retrospective, like a Casey or uh, or like, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, I don't know, Joe Morofsky decides to retire, they'll be like, make a big deal of it. Like, unfortunately, like uh, the best John Stewart can hope for with them knowing ahead of time that he's retiring is that they have like a nice little qualifying episode package about him. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, since that's not the case, just just say after the fact, like, uh, Mm -hmm. and that was my final run. Um, And also, again, mean it because this happens far too often that people declare they're retiring and they don't actually retire and people just start to get tired of it. Who is the last person to do that? Well, it happened on uh, Sasuke, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Sasuke, who was the person who got very close to finishing the course. He's the first person to really like get close to completing the whole thing and being uh, the champion. Um, and everyone was like, oh, he's Mr. Sasuke. He's going to do it. Um, and then he his body started to not keep up with him. And so he retired like 15 times. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe John Stewart really meant it and we won't see him again next year. He's also been sort of like his thing is like having the record as the oldest person. It's like clearly nothing is going to stop Travis Rosen. 
So <laughs> I think because I mean, gimmick has sort of been <laughs> Travis Rosen is just slowly coming for you, yeah. John Stewart. <laughs> Year after Slowly year, broken everything. Travis Rosen is going to be like that grandpa ninja that had like his walker. And then, yes. yeah. All right. So then we had uh, Israel Del Rio, who uh, who went out on the lightning bolts, and then uh, then we get to Megan Martin. Megan Martin, uh, who uh, again, it was like uh, okay, Megan Martin and Jesse Graff and the same thing, but. Megan Martin was going pretty early mm-hmm. in the episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't feel great about this. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that kept me being like, maybe this is okay is because they wouldn't want to put both her and Jesse Graff as like the, the main event runs at the end. So yes. I figured they were saving Jesse Graff. So maybe they were putting Megan in the middle because of that. They wanted to spread it out. But yeah, I wasn't feeling awesome about it either. I get so nervous when Megan runs. Like I'm so <laughs> invested in well, her. This was an insanely like nerve wracking run. Yeah. She had so many close calls, well, it was like a nerve- every single obstacle. It was a nerve wracking run. And then there's another nerve wracking run later where <laughs> you're also worried for Megan. Like this whole episode is just like me being like, oh, my God, is Megan going to qualify? It really was like every single obstacle. It was either like, uh, like, oh, she barely managed to grab that thing or she had like a weird crash and almost fell into the water like every single time. Uh, but she managed to get all the way through to the lightning bolts. Um, but immediately went down, uh, on the lightning bolt seemed to be uh, an issue. A lot of people were having, like, I think a lot of people failed just immediately on the lightning bolts. They went, they go too hard to, uh, to make that first, uh, little hop. And they just go straight down. Yeah. Was it after the, um, not the cliffhanger. What's the thing that's <laughs> the, the ledges, the ledges. Um, was it after that, that she had the save where she almost fell backwards or was that after the barrel roll? Cause like, I don't remember there's, which one. There's one point where she lands on the mat and just like stops. And I don't know <laughs> how you could have that kind of core strength to not fall backwards, but it was insane. It was like she just stuck in molasses after yeah. she and after she landed it was insane this this whole night for her i'm sure is just like just please just clinging to like ah yes so so close to disaster but i'm managing to hold on right ah uh, she's fabulous uh, Yes, so she goes down on the lightning bolts and is going to have some uh, nervous energy for the rest of the episode as she waits to see if she's going to qualify as one of the top five uh, women for uh, for the night. Yes, she's going to have a long evening. Yes. So next up was Melissa Anderson, who uh, who went out on the broken bridge and then Holly Beckstrand, um, who went out on the lightning bolts and uh, she did not get there fast enough. So she did not. Any one of these women uh, like Holly, if Holly had gotten there faster, uh, that's it for Megan. Um, then we get to Sean Bryan. Uh, who are the, all right, here we go. Sean Bryan. Let's, let's see what he has to, uh, to show us. And he's like, yeah, so I recently broke my ankle <laughs> at a comment. I was like, oh, no, it's an epidemic. 
Um, this was crazy. He broke his ankle and has been recovering for months Mm -hmm. and he's like showing his slow recovery progress. Like it was like, you know, uh, like months before I could finally start walking on it. I finally started training on it. And then, uh, I just barely was able to do the warped wall. And that was four weeks ago. (laughs) Sean. Hey, it's- luckily there's a big gap usually between these qualifying and city final things uh, in Vegas. So he'll have some more time to recover before Vegas. Um, but uh, but oh boy. Also, he doesn't have to do the city finals, right? D- yeah, if he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Divine intervention that it, the, the timing worked out for him. Yeah. Um, so uh, he also has a new haircut. He's got the, the hair buzzed. Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't either. It makes him look younger. Yeah. But like not in a good way. Yeah. No, it, it's not not for him. Yeah. He had good hair. Yeah. Sorry, Sean Bryan. Maybe he needs to be more aerodynamic since uh, he, he's injured. <laughs> um, but uh, it he had there, like this was a terrible course to have a foot injury <laughs> yes. because there are so many hard landings mm-hmm. like the whole way through from lunatic ledges to, uh, you know, barrel roll to uh, the broken bridges like this is a very you know ankle heavy course yes yeah we saw a lot of people that weren't injured have trouble making these landings so it's just i mean he's legitimately incredible like what we've seen him do throughout the the last few seasons and this is definitely just proving his medal even more yes uh however despite all of that, uh, that injury and that, that this is a bad course for him. He looked amazing on this course. He had so much confidence. He was so smooth. Uh, like, you know, we, we were, I think recently talking about like, is he, you know, he made it to stage three of the last two seasons. Is he one of the top names? Uh, I feel like if he makes it to stage three again, yes, absolutely. Even just watching him on this qualifying course, I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling like, really like this this is what it feels like to watch joe uh you know or or whoever like uh you know the 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 real life ninja um this is what it feels like to watch them run the course because it is just so he's so smooth he has such uh control of like his body and what he's doing uh it's great yeah if you're doing the if you're doing like a draft or whatever of top ninjas he's easily to me top five right so mm-hmm. so it's got to be the people in the mix have to be drew joe sean bryan maybe naji naji and who else like i feel like sean bryan is the one of the top names right now yeah i think i think that's right so he gets the fastest time so far and then we go to uh and this is around the time where i started to notice that uh I don't remember a single Zuri interview no. on the sidelines. Yes, I I also was thinking about that because she does something where uh she she does like a coming up or something where they like mm-hmm. cut to her before a commercial break, but I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's here." I got I like I don't think I missed them. No, I mean, to be honest. no, I, I agree. I don't think we're ever going to be like, we need to know like what the ninjas are thinking afterward or whatever. It does provide some funny moments, especially when they have like a cute family or something. Uh, but it's not something that I'm ever going to care either way about it. I'm not annoyed when I'm watching them, but I don't miss them when they're not there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it just it stood out to I me. I mean, this is a really star studded episode. Maybe they just had a lot to cram in. Maybe. 
so then we got Rico Rivera, who completed the course, um, or almost completed the course, uh, but he tried and failed the mega wall, as did Dan Yeager. Um, and, uh, Alex Hatch, uh, who, uh, also, he did complete the course. He, this is the guy that, uh, I think asked his wife if he was allowed to try the mega wall. Am I right about that? Oh, <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, cute wives this episode. Oh no, wait, no, this, this guy had a dog. I don't know. You know, I don't take notes on the montages. <laughs> well, the problem was... There was a lack of Zuri interviews. There was also kind of a lack of montage puns. And oh, that's completely. really what I focus on yeah. in the montages. So without the montage puns, I'm, I'm really lost on what to say about these montage people. There were people. at least two montages that were like identical, where it's like a couple people tried the mega wall and they failed their first, second, and <laughs> third attempt. Yes. Uh, so then we get to Jeff Britton. And immediately I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Because this, for me, and you know, sometimes I skip the next time, like the, the next time ons or the coming up soons, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen Anything. any of Jeff. Yep. I had no idea he was even there, that he was competing in this particular city. And I was like, this is terrible. Yep, this is bad news. <laughs> they also, in his, uh, in his package, totally gloss over that time that he went out on the first obstacle. Like, yeah. they, they pretend that he hasn't been back since season six. Basically. Um, and so I, 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 I had zero hope that he was going to yeah. make it through this course. Yeah. And it's a power um, obstacle again. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure he got in his own head. I'm sure that's what happened there. Um, but apparently he has, uh, quit his, his job as a, as a camera guy and is now, uh, has started a chain of gyms called, uh, Ninja Nation. Yeah. None of which are near me. And uh, I, I wonder, you know, what the uh, the situation is with the like uh, you know, trademark situation with A and W Nation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't cede the permission to Jeff Britton. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, that I mean, I'd, I'd go to I'd go to Jeff Britton's gym. Oh, definitely. I, I think he's from not that far from D.C., right? Isn't he like from this area? Um, seems like there should be one. I follow him on Instagram and he's definitely worked out at uh, climbing gyms around here. Let's see here. Ninja Nation, Jeff Britton. Um, locations. We got uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. Texas, Colorado, <laughs> Colorado, uh, Los Angeles, uh-huh. Texas. Great. It's, uh, all right. Yeah, well, I'm just thanks, disappointed because I think he's from like around here, but I guess I don't actually know. Maybe I just you didn't say he like packed up his family, right? Like they moved, maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, oh, he's on uh, FamousBirthdays.com. Uh, <laughs> Taryn, guess what number he is on FamousBirthdays.com. They oh, rank, they rank everybody by how famous they are. Oh, like for that birthday? Uh, no, just in general. Oh, well, it's like a, it's a general... Yeah, like, his, what is his it out level of? of fame. Every person on Famous Birthdays. So they they rank every single person one to like five billion. Yeah, something. Yeah, five billion people are on famous <laughs> birthdays, Taryn. There's only two billion people on Earth that aren't on it. Um, are you on it yet? All, I don't know. I, I'm gonna, probably not. I'm going to check for you. Uh, oh, they they need your birth year. Uh, oh, help help add Taryn Armstrong, podcaster for Rob has a podcast board on April third. So you're on the <laughs> they're, they're on you're on their radar. We need to know your birth year. You're 1992, right? I am. I'll, yes. I'll help add you. 
There you go. Um, okay. Well, I can't wait to see what my number is. Okay. Hang on. For for reference, let's look up uh, Rob Sesternino. He Rob Sesternino is 400. Oh, God. I can't. <laughs> I did that wrong. 44,526. Okay. Uh, I feel like I feel like Jeff Britton is more famous than Rob Sesternino. You are correct. Um, maybe maybe in like the uh, in the like one to ten thousand range. Uh, no, way way less famous. Uh, okay, in the in the like the thirty thousand range. Yes. Okay, uh, it was like uh, thirty four thousand. Close. It's thirty five thousand three hundred twenty six. And all it says is that his birthplace is Hawaii, but he's the number five first named Jeff spelled that way. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) Yes. Congratulations to Jeff Britton. Well, that's that's the thing. That's the thing about Taryn, though. If I make it onto that site, I'll be like number six. Same with Lita. Um, I think I'm the third most popular Lita on Twitter after Lita Ford and the wrestler Lita. Um, spelled the same way, obviously, because I have a really unusual name. Uh, yes, he was. He, what I'm thinking of is that he was uh, a camera guy for like the Washington Nationals or something like mm. that. Like he lived in this area. So pretty rude of him to not open a ninja gym here so that I could achieve total victory. Pretty rude of him to not open a ninja gym right next to where I live. Don't you have ninja gyms up there? Yeah, it's not close enough. <laughs> we don't have anything near here. I'd have to go to Najee's gym in New Jersey. You got to do what you got to do. Well, so, of course, you know, uh, I don't even like talking about it. He fell on the broken bridge and it sucked. Yeah, we've been delaying talking about him. (laughs) So next was Leif Sundberg, who calls himself the Swedish ninja. Yeah, and he eats Swedish fish, which are my second favorite candy. (laughs) Good to know. Twizzlers are my favorite candy. Uh, No, uh, no, you know, package here either, um, which... I enjoyed. Yeah. He is the one that has a super cute wife. And when he finishes, she goes, that's my husband. (laughs) That is, that is adorable. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At one point, Akbar says, oh my goodness. Come on, you big Viking. Oh, cause yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He was very fast through the course. Very, very confident in his movements. Um, it didn't seem like he was super technical. It seemed like he was just like muscling his way through and getting through quickly because he wasn't hesitating. He was just gunning for it. And he managed to finish the course in less than a minute. Yeah, he crushes Sean Bryan's time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, good for him. Uh, and And like, I liked like this. I liked how they edited this where he had no package and they were like, this guy came out of nowhere because he kind of did yeah. um, to have the fastest time. And this is again, this is like just just over halfway through the episode, basically. Wait, um, wasn't this the guy that was the salmon ladder expert that failed at the salmon ladder? Yeah. yeah. So he kind of had a package. I guess so. Yeah. Where they were like, I, that's I embarrassing. Yeah. Like, uh, like I like the packages where they remind you of like who they are yeah, in the, ninja on the world. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause that's like relevant. Right. Um, so next up we had Maddie Howard who, uh, went out on the lightning bolts, uh, and she did qualify. She was the fastest woman to the lightning bolts that failed there. Um, so she was the third place, uh, female qualifier. Uh, then we had Scott Behrens, um, who completed the course. This guy makes a, I guess, a YouTube video channel of uh, where he builds obstacles called the Backyard Ninja Kids. Okay. 
Um, and then we had Nathan Green, who was a twin. His twin was uh, Marquez Green, um, and he went out on the lunatic ledges uh, same way that John Stewart did. He ran out of he didn't have momentum. He again, this this course was all about like hesitation and like just being able to to get over that sort of like ah, I don't want to do it yet. Um, and so I guess he hesitated too much or it took him too long to get around and he did not have enough momentum to dismount from the lunatic ledges and he went out there. However, his twin, Marquez Green, uh, learned from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we got the package on the two of them. And I, I you can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, have we not had twinges before? How has that pod not been made yet? I feel like we've had twins, I think. Right. But they, their shirts. Say, they just haven't thought of twinges. Yeah. It seems so obvious. Um, yeah. Their, their mom died uh, and they do everything together which is very cute. Um, I think I've mentioned before that I'm kind of a sucker for uh, like sibling things like this, not the, the, the baby burgies. Um, Cause that's weird. Um, but like on survivor when they have loved, loved ones visits, because uh, my brother would be my loved one and my brother is my best friend. Those are the ones that like really kill me. So this, this package got me, um, got me crying a little bit. Not the yes, hardest they- I will cry tonight. That will come up <laughs> later. <laughs> They had a uh, um, do it for her, mm-hmm. I believe, on their on their shirt, which was uh, their mother who the, who passed away from uh, from cancer. Um, I thought it was not necessarily funny, but just uh, like their dad was not in here. And so I thought maybe he was not like in the picture. Uh-huh. But then when they're celebrating after, like there's a guy who you can't see his face, but you just see like his arm around them. <laughs> just like feel like that's probably their dad who is just completely left out and like completely faceless, even in the celebration. You don't know. That could have been anybody. Yeah. I mean, it could have been like their uncle or I don't know, uh, older male friend. Um, but <laughs> they also both go to Wisconsin. Go Badgers. There you go. Uh, but they, they, they really bonded, especially after the, the death of their mother. Um, and, uh, they both, uh, run track and, and all that stuff. So, uh, Marquez, he makes it past the lunatic ledges. Uh, he said, uh, he really, he goes all the way through the course, um, barely making it through the lightning bolts before his grip, uh, gave out and manages to, uh, complete the whole thing. And, uh, I thought this was, this was a great, uh, I don't know if he was planning this. Before he even started, uh, because it was, I, I was just, it, it was fit perfectly. It was very poetic, uh, cause Akbar and Matt are talking to him on, on top of the wall and they're like, ah, oh, you did it. You got past where your brother went down. He's like, I learned from him and I did it for her. Aw. Yeah. No, that's right? sweet. Yeah. Um, and again, I was like, Matt and Akbar are basically doing the sideline interviews. <laughs> they just keep talking to people, people on, on the top, top of, the, of wall. the wall. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, they're also, I guess, like, I, the, the one that I'm surprised that Zuri didn't do, uh, is Jeff Britton. Like, did he just not want to give an interview? I don't, it seems like that would be something that you would want to see how he was feeling afterward. It's very strange. Yeah. But next up is Jesse Graff. Um, who again, like, Kind of, I mean, we're getting close to the end of the episode now, but like still kind of a weird spot. For Why Jesse. does Lance Pekus have billing over Jesse Graff? 
Yeah. That's really weird, right? They really love Lance Picas. Yeah, it's so strange. And this package wasn't even about like his wife or anything. Like it seems like Jesse's triumphant return to American Ninja Warrior, which they used to have just entire commercials that were all about Jesse for American Ninja Warrior. Like, how is she not top billing anymore? Are they mad that she chose Wonder Woman over Vegas last year? I think they're I think oh. they're still a little bit They're pressed. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're like uh How dare oh. she? You can you can come back, Jesse, but you need to talk about how devastated you were that you made that decision um, and how much you missed us and how much you love this show. You you were the chosen one, Jesse, and you abandoned us. <laughs> to be fair, I do feel like she really meant it that she she missed all of this competition. Yeah, um, it was just it was, it was a little funny the way it was. Up. Yeah, completely. Um, she but, but again, it's like. I feel like her actions don't necessarily match up with her words because she says, yeah, I only went to a ninja gym twice. She didn't have time. She was filming Wonder Woman. She was traveling. Yes, she's got other priorities and that's fine. (laughs) I don't think it's priorities. I think it's a contract. (laughs) Uh, Nobody nobody put a gun to her head to sign a contract. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Clearly she didn't need to go to the ninja gyms to beat the qualifying (laughs) course. Yes, um, she uh, she does very well, of course, here on the course. Um, she when she makes it to the lightning bolts and she's getting through them. But I was paying attention to the positioning of of her bar because she was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, by the end of it, it was it had gone so far uh, off, like to the left, that the right side was like barely in there. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But she made it through. Yeah. And when she's on the top of the wall, they say, uh, what does this mean to you, Jesse? And she says, I'm home. And she starts crying. And that's what I started like really crying. <laughs> yes. I said, again, Matt and Akbar, they're doing the interview with her yelling at her on top of the wall. Yeah. It's so sweet. Uh, I really love that she still cares about this show, even after going into showbiz. Yes. Yes. Very excited to see Jesse. Uh, and hopefully we will get to see her in Vegas this year and she will not be called away to do, uh, the next like, uh, Captain Marvel movie or whatever. Yeah. Well, now I feel like she's in, she's locked into the DC universe, right? Are they going to share stuff women? But I think, but I don't think they're doing any Wonder Women. Wonder Women. <laughs> <laughs> what if they named the sequel to Wonder Woman just Wonder how you, Women? How do you say Wonder Woman movies plural without saying movies? But yeah, the, Wonder Woman. The, the Wonder Women. I love it. Um, I don't think they're filming any more of those right now, so uh, she should be in the clear. Hopefully. Um. So yes, she completes the course, of course, uh, and she will be moving on to the city finals. Uh, next up was Carson Voiles, who uh, who failed at the Megawall. I believe uh, I believe this is the one where no, 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 this is not the one where all three of them failed the Megawall. But Carson Voiles did. Um, then, oh yes, this was Bart Copeland and Josh uh, Kronberg both. Also found, uh, failed at the mega wall. And this is the one where they showed all three of them at the same time. Yeah. Um, then we saw Lauren Ball, uh, who was very, very quick through the course and almost beat, uh, Sean Bryan's time, but he ultimately failed his first attempt at the warped wall. He's going a little too fast. Uh, didn't get to catch his breath and did not 
uh, get the fastest time. Lauren Ball is entitled to a package in the city finals. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of only three people to have competed in every single season of American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, so good on Lauren Ball. Then we got uh, Ben Martin, who was the youngest person uh, on the uh, on the course. He's also very short. OK. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Um, he finished the course. He completed the course uh, he got through. Uh, then we had another mom, Christy Marie. Of course, no talk, no more talk about completing the course as a mom. What is even the point of being a mom on this show anymore? The record has been um, There's nothing else to talk about. Yes. Well, she went out on the lightning bolt, uh, but did so. It, it got there faster than Megan Martin by uh, by a good 13 seconds. Yeah. So. This puts Megan Martin on the bubble. Yeah. And we actually haven't had a lot of, I feel like the first year that we did this podcast, um, like every single episode would end with like somebody being on the bubble. And then you would be like waiting to see if they qualify or whatever. We actually haven't had a lot of that lately, which I don't mind because on this show, you don't like to root against people. Yeah. Um, I don't love it generally. Yeah. And so this is the first time that we've really um, in a while had to root against somebody, especially a woman, because we Mm want to see Megan qualify. Yes. And and this person who's up next here is Megan Rowe, who seems very cool. Like I wanted to root for her. Um, Yeah. I didn't love that. The first thing she said is like, I'm not your typical girl. It's like, oh, why? Well. Is there something wrong with being a typical girl? I guess. I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, but uh, and also she she throws axes, which uh, I feel like is is like like it's fine. You can throw <laughs> axes. I have no problem with people that throw axes. But it's like a, it's a very trendy thing right now. Yeah. So if that's like your thing. Mm hmm. Like maybe she threw axes before it was a trendy thing. And and if that's the case, then like, congratulations, uh, you know, you've made it. Um, but I want to see more personality beyond like the trendy thing. Yeah. And and I guess that was that she runs in sandals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which. OK. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, like we said, we don't like to root against people. Megan Rose seems completely fine. Uh, it's just we're put in this situation where once in a while you have to uh, just hope that someone fails so that your fave gets through. Yes, I am poking fun of her, but I did like Megan Rowe and I yeah. liked watching her on the course. Um, and she's also the girlfriend of uh, Dalton Knopp. Knopp. Is that Drew Knopp's brother? Drew Knopp's brother. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Who's looking older and older, like every year, like he was like the little brother of, of Drew Knopp, uh, who looked like a child and now looks like a man. Child. <laughs> <laughs> but not I'm in a derogatory way. To hear that. It's just that he's still like, I still see him as like the, the little brother who's like yeah. smaller than his older brother, but now he's got like a beard. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks like a man. Yeah. It's like Brett Sims still looks like a child, but he has a full beard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, so she takes, uh, the course on here. Um, she really launches herself onto, uh, the lunatic ledges. Uh, they cut away to Megan, who is just like, yeah, ah, uh, looking super nervous. Uh, she has a really bad drop on the barrel roll, does not carry the momentum. And then this is just terrible. This is so bad. Uh, this is the part where I'm like, okay, she deserved to not qualify. <laughs> 
it's just so, so could have. it's so hard to watch she because i i tell people on this podcast all the time athletes need to listen to me i know best i know better than them stop celebrating <laughs> in between obstacles yeah. when you know especially when you know that time is going to be a factor yeah. uh she's celebrating and then she's just like all right now time to prepare and like you know sometimes you do need time to prepare yeah but if she hadn't celebrated, that was this. She could have spent as much time as she spent preparing, just minus the celebration, and she would have made it through. Um, and like Akbar and Matt are freaking out. Yeah, too. they're screaming and, at her. It's like Akbar, uh, or no, Akbar saying, uh, "Is somebody tell her go? Yeah, go. Yeah. Um, and she's it's literally like she's waiting until the time goes and then she does not beat Megan's time. Yeah, it literally as soon as the clock disappears is when she moves. Like as yes. soon as the clock passes Megan's time. So she does make it past the broken bridge, but not faster than Megan Martin. And then she is going to fail on the lightning bolts. And Megan makes it through, uh, does the classy uh, hands over my mouth when she falls to hide the fact that I'm very happy about I this. I think she was genuinely surprised, though. Like, I mean, yes, <laughs> like that's that's it's like it's surprising. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, Megan's a great sport. Yeah, I mean, look, if you weren't happy that you made it through, then there's something wrong. Right. You're not competitive enough. Yes, completely. Especially as a professional athlete and competitive. Yeah. Uh, so then finally, we got uh, Lance Picus in the final spot here. Uh, and I'm totally... I, the only thing that stood out from his run is that he was the only person to make it up the mega wall. Otherwise, his, like, it was... third attempt, right? Right. Yeah. And he, he makes... So he, he runs in his jeans. Akbar really doesn't seem to like the jeans. I'm totally with him. I've, I've been on record about yeah. this. Uh, Akbar made many comments about the jeans. What is he doing in jeans? Why is he in the jeans? It seems like the jeans are holding him back. <laughs> um, and he tries to go up the mega wall. He only makes it on his third try, and, and that's it. Very strange run to uh, to end on. Yeah, in my but we do have a really exciting uh, power tower. Yes. So at least we didn't end on an unexciting note. Yes. So we get to the power tower, which is Leif Sundberg versus Sean Bryan. This is a good matchup. Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked to see Lauren Ball. Yeah. Versus Sean Bryan, but uh, you know things happen. Um, Leaf was was good, uh, and so we get uh, Leaf versus Sean. They are neck and neck as they climb up. They get all the way past uh, the initial part of the stage to the part where they slide down the pole. They get across the the balance part and they start climbing back up. And that's when Sean starts to pull away. And then uh, when he gets up to like the bars, he just flies through those, and uh, and you know Leaf just is not going to be able to catch up. Yep, but it was definitely not a runaway like the last couple that we've seen. Nobody fell off. <laughs> yes, it was the closest since the first one. Yes. Um, yeah, I, Sean Bryan is just incredible. <laughs> yes. Even in his slightly weakened state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what we have for the fourth episode of American Ninja Warrior. Uh, our top 30, our, our qualifiers here are uh, Leif Sundberg, Sean Bryan, Jake Murray, Lauren Ball, David Moonen, uh, Ben Martin, Alex Hatch, Jesse Graff, who was eighth overall. Nice. 
Good for her. Uh, Scott Barons, Lance Picus, who made it up the mega wall. Uh, Marquez Green, Justin Gilski, um, Sandy Zimmerman, uh, who uh, was the final finisher of the course. Then we had a bunch of people who failed at the mega wall here. Josh Cronberg, Carson Voiles, Rico Rivera, Dan Yeager, and Bart Copeland. Then the rest of our qualifiers failed at the lightning bolts, starting with Jackson Meyer, Nick Hansen, Nate Burkhalter, Rainer Juno, Juno, uh, Matt Dulce, Brendan, Brandon Varner, Jeremy Taiwo, Zach Scholes, Michael Larley, Gavin Maxwell, Glenn Albright, and Sean Darling Hammond. Oh. Who was on the bubble. Yeah. And we did not. Glad we didn't see it. Yeah. (laughs) Not glad we didn't see Sean Darling Hammond, but glad we didn't see that he was on the bubble. Um, And then the top five women, of course, Jesse Graff, Sandy Zimmerman, Mandy Howard, uh, Christy Marie and Megan Martin. Uh, Mandy Howard was uh, six seconds behind Sean Darling Hammond on the lightning bolt failure. So she came close to, to cracking that top. 30 um but that's uh that's what we have those are the people moving on to the city finals and uh i think that'll be a a fun one because it's a fun course uh for fun first half of the course yeah definitely and just like i said star-studded lineup on this one yes uh we're gonna get to see megan and jesse yes and our new friend sandy yes um all right so we will be back next week and we'll have a segment about holy moly yes i that is a promise yes um and uh i believe i believe we have do you you have a, a review we do we have a review to read thank you everybody for leaving reviews um I will read this one. It is from Genevieve S. It's called Taryn and Lita are amazing. Five stars. You don't even have to watch American Ninja Warrior to enjoy this great podcast, but it helps to keep up with the Shauna Nas. They recap the episodes and look up stuff on the web like nobody else. Keep up the great work. Now, only if there was a Holy Moly podcast. Thank you so much. We, we, uh, you know, we do the work that nobody else is capable of doing, you know, Googling things and finding things out that, you know, people just otherwise would never ever be able to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are frankly welcome for yeah. our hard, for our devotion. <laughs> I was going to say hard work, but, uh, it doesn't encapsulate at all. Yeah. It's, really a dedication it's, to the craft. M- yeah. It's more than just hard work. I mean, hard work is a given. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. What are you up to, Taryn? I hear that you have uh, another show that you talk about on this network. Yeah, this uh, this new show started up. It's called Big Brother 21. Um, oh, is, and, that, is it like a blackjack game show? You know, you'd think so. But there's actually been like uh, 20 other seasons of it. Like prequels? Yeah, something like that. OK, yeah. So you're what you have like a little podcast about this. Yeah, something, you know, like, uh, we talk, uh, you know, every day, sometimes multiple times a day, uh, about this show. Uh, of course, you can check out all that Big Brother coverage on, uh, on Rob is a web, uh, Rob is a website or, uh, the Rob is a podcast feed. Um, and, uh, yeah, just check it out during the morning updates every morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, you got the, the round tables, the, the recaps, all, all the good stuff. It's happening. Mm hmm. And we can find you on social media for those things. At Armstrong Taryn. And on Instagram, somebody posted a selfie this week. Yes. I mean, that's what else is there? (laughs) 
Listen, follow Taryn for pictures of his cat and sometimes pictures of him. Yeah, it's basically uh, my cat, me, me with somebody else, my cat, me, (laughs) me with somebody else. King of Instagram. Um, There you go. Yeah, and you can also find me on Instagram at Lady Graham. That one is just all pictures of me. Um, so don't worry. Um, and on Twitter at Lita tweeted, um, I will be doing some updates this season for Big Brother. Uh, I can't promise when those are going to be because I have, uh, a very unpredictable work schedule at the moment. Uh, but I would like to be doing those. Um, so look out for those. Um, you can also check out my blog, Drop Dead Culture at litawrote.wordpress.com. Um, and that link is also in my Twitter bio and you should um, leave us more reviews. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. I've had a lot of fun and uh, we'll see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.